Good afternoon, y'all. Uh, my name is Julian, and this is episode four of Papa's Corner. Today, I get the pleasure of talking with uh, a good friend of mine from the gym. She was in the first podcast, Lee Montgomery. Uh, today, we are going to talk about nutrition, and um, we tried the Popeyes and Chick Fil A's sandwiches, the chicken sandwiches. So we're going to give a little uh, review on that. So please welcome Lee Montgomery. Thank you, thank you. Howdy. So, we tried the chicken sandwiches. Okay. We took the challenge. First, starts off with, are you going on the diet as well? Or doing, are you changing or becoming more strict on your nutrition now that Thanksgiving's over? Am I? Yeah. No. Okay. No. So, so I just, like we talked about in the first podcast, I just came off 75 hard. Yeah. Which was 75 days of... Strict Very eating. strict eating. Um, and during the holidays, I usually um, go into more of a maintenance mode so that I can enjoy. I want to have a beverage with my friends or my family. I'm going to eat the cake. So I do some maintenance. So after Thanksgiving, I just go back to normal eating. Gotcha. So today I'm focusing on water, getting in more veggies. But you ate protein, these two chicken sandwiches. But you jacked me up with those sandwiches. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's start. What do you think? What do you think? The hype? Around the Popeye's chicken sandwich was insane. I had friends. Obviously, we live in a small town, so I think the demand is lower. But I had friends in California who were saying a couple weeks after it came out, they were still sold out. There's like lines out the door. People fighting. You heard about the guy that got killed over it? No. Yeah, somebody got stabbed over it. Are one. you kidding me? Somebody got cut in line. It ended up into a fight, and then the guy got stabbed and killed over a chicken sandwich. Wow. I feel like I should go for pie pies right now. <laughs> All right, so what do you think? Okay. So I think we have to break down each sandwich because they were both very different. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I just, I, I've had Chick-fil-A all my life, so I started with pie pies. I wanted a fresh palate with that. Uh -huh. um, definitely think the texture is amazing, so I like the crunchiness of it. It's crispier than the Chick-fil-A Yes, than the Chick -fil -A it's a little sandwich. bit crispier. I mean, Chick-fil-A, don't get me wrong, that was still a crispy sandwich. It wasn't soggy. Uh -huh. But the extra crust the more, more like a fried piece of chicken. Yep. The breading, right? Yep. Um, the, it has a little bit of mayonnaise on it, where Chick-fil-A, you use it like a dipping sauce. Yep. Um, I, did, I did scrape my mayonnaise off just so I can be completely transparent here because okay. I don't like mayonnaise. Okay. Um, but I think that gives it a little bit of, I hate saying moisture. <laughs> That's an awful word, but Such it a makes weird it, reason for it being a weird word, right? right? It's just a word. It's just a word, but <laughs> it, it makes it a little more moist, right? Uh -huh. So I like that. But I don't think it would need it if they, I, their bread was dry. Whose bread? Pie pies. Interesting. Okay. I, I thought mine had a few good bites, but I get what you're saying. A little dry. It was a little dry. Um, and you saw my face at the end. I don't like their pickles. They have yep. like the Clawson pickle. I like a dill pickle that mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A has on there. Gotcha. Um, Chick-fil-A, everything about, I don't know, it has a moist, the bread is moist without having a dressing on there. It's yep. a dill pickle. It's crunchy enough. The flavor's good. Um, wouldn't be mad, like I said, I wouldn't be mad if you showed up on my doorstep with either one of those. Like mm -hmm. if you wanted to bring me some food, I would take either one of those and hug your neck because I think they're both delicious, but I'm going to have to vote for Chick-fil-A. 
And that's because it's of a little bit better quality. Yes. Okay. Little, it doesn't feel... I mean, I know they're both fried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it did, like you said, it doesn't feel as... As fried. As fried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. As heavy. As heavy. And if you want to take it a step further, we can talk about customer service. Yeah, Chick-fil-A hands down. And Chick-fil-A hands down. Yeah. How long did you wait for that your sandwiches? Just curious. Oh, I like... We should have timed from order to... Yeah. Um, I kind of... Getting the order in in the first place was a little bit difficult. Whereas okay. like Chick-fil-A, it doesn't matter what you do. They're going to get it right. And one thing my brother asked to get a little bit of mayo on his spicy chicken. Mm-hmm. So they put the spicy sauce, but they don't put mayo. And the guy was like, I don't know how to do it. And then he was like, the only thing I can do is give you some mayo on the side. I can't put it on or have them put it on the sandwich. Whereas like if you actually, they, do you think they would put, no, they wouldn't put sauce. If Chick-fil-A had a sauce that goes on sandwiches normally, they would put it on if you yes. asked. Yeah. Yes. They couldn't just put mayo on the sauce. So I don't know. That was just a, Chick-fil-A is just customer wow. service hands down. Always yes. better. <laughs> yes. Wow. Like it was something so bad, but then it's also like, that's a reason why you go to Chick-fil-A. It's it is. you get, everything is right. You know, the quality is super good. Mm-hmm. I showed up and I was, there were two people in front of me. Uh-huh. There's two lines going. Uh-huh. So there's already two people in front of me. I literally got up to the place to order. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it merges into one lane. So you have people coming from the other side yeah. to get my order in less than three minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. They asked me, is this your order? They named it off. I said, yes. They showed me my two um, honey mustard sauces that uh-huh. they put them in there and they handed it to me. Yep. And what's crazy to me is um, Chick-fil-A, it doesn't matter how many sandwiches you order. They're quick. Yes. But then it's like, do, are they always making them? Knowing that there's always going to be customers or like what amount of their sandwiches goes to waste. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like they're so fast. They're always making them. I think though they have a handle on the expectation. So when they look out and they see a line that long, they're probably making. Yeah, a lot. I don't know. And they're not a super, um, what is the word? Diverse um, menu. It's what? The fried chicken sandwich, the grilled chicken sandwich, and and the the nuggets. nuggets. And then the chicken strips. Yes. I think that's it. Whereas Popeyes would have like chicken wings. Give me a 12 piece, baby. Yep. All right. So diet. So I am, I am doing um, a thing called the Primal Man Project. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of guys in the gym are doing it. It's just like a mental fortitude um, challenge. We complete different challenges. And at the end of the year... We do something called the Watershed Project, where it's um, a challenge that you're putting on yourself that you in your mind think that you could potentially fail. That was one of like the things that he mentioned, Uh, Brandon, the guy who's setting it up, was like, you should see this as a potential to fail. Um, So I think I'm going to do rim to rim to rim. Mm -hmm. But I understand, and a big reason why you're here is to explain to me what my diet needs to consist of for me to um, give myself the advantage towards completing my goals. Yes. Give me that edge. Do you know um, when you're going to do it? I want to do it maybe April. April April or May, so like six months from now. I was going to say, I could be wrong, but we need to check with them because there's something about when the... Snow is melting and the water's... If you mm. want to make sure the water is available, that's you, gotcha. otherwise you're having to carry more. Okay. And I think that's why they do it in May. Okay. But check on that. Okay. Right. Um, 
so yes, so there's different parts of this. And so first I would ask you like, what is your goal? Are you just trying to complete it? Or are you trying to get a certain time? Certain time. Which is? Under 21, Put it out there. 21 hours. Under 21 hours. Yeah. Okay. And the total distance is 54 miles. Okay. So one rim of the Grand Canyon, I think you start at South Rim? Yes. So South Rim to North Rim to South Rim back to North Rim and end at North Rim? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. It's rim to rim to rim. So it's South, North, South. You're going to end oh, okay, up where okay. you start. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yes. You're right. Yes. Okay. And one of the things that will deter you from finishing like quitting is that if you quit on the north end, mm -hmm. it's like a five-hour drive to get back to where you started. <laughs> so might as well. I'd just rather walk just walk it. it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't want to be in that thing. And if I already get halfway and go back down, it's just like go back, like you know, like yes. either or die out here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's highly likely that you're gonna die, but only if you're taking a selfie on the edge. Don't do that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so the first question I would ask you, and what I'm asking many of the people that are doing this is, okay. are you in the physical condition you need to be to do this? So do we need, are we starting to train for performance out of the box or do we need to get you into a different physical shape mm. before we start training for performance? Interesting. Okay. So okay. if you think of a, um, a triangle, yep. okay. Um, in one corner you have performance. Mm-hmm. In the other corner, you have aesthetics. Okay. In one, you have lifestyle. Okay. When I ask people, where do you want to be? Most people want to go right in the middle. I want a little bit of everything. And that's fine when you're maintaining. But if you are focusing on something, like if you want aesthetics, you need to be all in on aesthetics. Okay. If you want performance, you need to be all in on performance. And when you're all in on performance, sometimes you lose your six pack, right? Because... Mm -hmm. That's you're eating to perform. You're eating to kick ass to do that in sub 21. Gotcha. When you're in lifestyle, you may not be the best at CrossFit and you may not have your six pack, but you're, you're trying to live eight to 85 years old. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. So to me, if you're going to be doing rim to rim to rim, you need to be a little bit, not just, I'm saying not just you, but anyone, you want to be a little bit lighter because okay. you're going to be carrying a pack. Um, so I would probably start with, let's shed some weight. Okay. And then once we shed the weight, we're going to turn your nutrition to performance and performance will be where we stay until you nice. do it. Okay. Performance, your aesthetics, you're going to eat way less. It's pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, people, everybody thinks they want a six pack until they realize how much work it is. To yeah. Get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, performance is a nice place to be because you eat a lot more, but you are expected to do a lot more work Okay. in the gym. So those okay. two a days you were talking about, yeah. that's performance based. Okay. All right, so this will be the longest like ruck I've done. Mm -hmm. um, we can get more into nutrition later. Okay. Um, but just because I know that's going to be the bulk of like keto, paleo, different types of diets. Um, but real quick, you've done a long ass ruck. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the total distance? Your longest. My longest was fifty miles. Okay, 50 it was miles. actually fifty three point something. In sub, how long? Uh, it was sub twenty. So Sub think, 20, yeah, 50 it was miles. 1940 something. And how many pounds on your back? So I had 10. Okay. So, okay, on, on that, that was a star course. <clears throat> and if you weighed 150 pounds or more, you had to carry 20 pounds. If you weighed under 150, you carried 10. Okay. That morning, I literally weighed like 149.8. Uh -huh. Like, I uh -huh. literally did a water fast 
a couple so of days before ten. because I wanted to carry 10. I knew it was going to be game changer for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And you did that recently. That was in March. Is this the best you've ever felt as far as your, your age? Like when you did that 50 miler, had you ever in your life done anything like that? So I did Batan. The Batan Death in, March. Um, this was 2019. So 2018, I think we did Batan. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Um, which was the March before that. Yeah. Um, and we did that with a, it was a group of five, five girls. And we, five girls. Yeah, we got first place that year. Holy shit. Yes, it was amazing. Um, and that's hard to say because we did that in nine something. And which was harder. We had to carry 35 pounds on that one. The terrain was awful. We had. Tell, up, tell me about the Bataan Death March. What was it? What did it consist of? What was the terrain like? So that's a marathon, 26.2. Okay, 26.2 miles. In White Sands, New Mexico. So okay. it's on the base. Have you ever been there before? Never. So, okay, I've been like three times and I've never seen White Sands before. But the the base is, the terrain is all over the place. So you start out with like big river rock. Well, actually you start out on pavement. Uh-huh. And then it's big river rock. Okay. On this trail. Real quick. we were not prepared for. River rock. Real quick. Rucking is basically hiking or going long distances with a pack on your back. So you mm-hmm. have a certain amount of weight. Yes. So this Bataan Death March was a, a marathon ruck, 26.2 miles, and you were saying it had the... With 35 pounds. With 35 pounds on your back. Yes. A group of girls. Yes. And the 35 pounds had to be basically non-perishable, so you couldn't do like your drinking water, because you had to end with 35 pounds. Okay, yeah. So we literally carried uh... closer to 40-something pounds, because we had to carry our food, we had to carry some water in between stops. Yeah, yeah. Um... We had to carry like bandages and foot gear and all of that. And some people had to carry extra shoes. So holy crap! Yeah. And your team won. Yes, the girls. So what were you saying? The river rock or what is it? Yes. Yeah, so they changed the course. Okay. When we were there from the previous year, so we thought we knew. We thought we had this down because we'd been there. We had seen the course and we had we had uh, trained on different terrain. Uh-huh. Well, they changed the course and now the first. Six miles or so is this river rock, and it's big, but it's a big river rock, not the little river yeah, rock like yeah, you yeah. do landscaping. And as your feet go in, they're sinking, and so you're having to push yourself out of this rock. For how many miles? Like six or seven. It was. Oh. And not my quads were so locked up. No um, water though. No. But the 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 stones are on sand. Yeah, it's essentially. like yeah, it's just like a, they made mm. the trail to make the trail. They just laid this rock. Okay. And um. So that kind of threw me off. I was like, what the heck? Like, no one told it. Like, this wasn't here last time. This seems different. Well, the other thing is, is that we missed in the welcome packet that if you were on a team, you could start with um, the faster people. Like, so they had, uh, what are they, corrals is what they're called. No idea. So there's like corral one through seven. Well, we were in um, the the later one because of the time we were based on. We could have went in the first one. And if we would have went in the first one, we would have been ahead of the groups. Okay. Instead, we get, there's five of us trying to navigate through. So there's other groups that are, you're trying to pass. Yes, thousands of people Mm. and trying to keep us together and get through them. So it slowed us down pretty significantly. Um, But you still won. We still won. We still beat the other women teams. Yes, yes. How many teams total? You know, I don't know that. I want to say there were probably, for women, it's, it's not very many, six or seven. 
Um, Seven teams is still good. Yeah, it's hard to find five women that can do something like that and complete it and in complete the first it. Place, yeah. Yes, because it's 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 a tough gig. Um, it's a lot of training. It's a lot of time. The training away from your family. Yeah. Leading up to it is pretty significant. Damn. So how did you feel completing that one? Dead. <laughs> like, did you eat a ton? Did you eat along the way? How was your water intake? So, um, we had our nutrition down pat. So, um, I love to know exactly what I'm going to eat. So, we know where we're staying. We know the restaurants around us. So, we know that where we say there's a Cracker Barrel. Yep. And so, we know that's the easiest thing for us to eat the night before. Okay. So, before our 21-mile ruck, we all got together and we would go to Cracker Barrel or wherever the restaurant oh, is. Oh, so you trained like simulate. that. We okay. would simulate. I also knew that... Um, they served a chicken and rice, and so that's what I ate the night before. I bought an extra one, and that's what I ate for breakfast. Gotcha. Um, because I needed the protein because you're heading out. I mean, you need it. You've got a long way to go. Uh-huh. Um, lots of water, lots of S, uh, salt tablets. Salt tablets. Mm-hmm. You put I, those in the water? Yes. Or actually, these are capsules. I think you just swallow them. Okay. The thing is, there's a fine line between just enough and too many, and there was at one point where I probably took too many, and I got pretty severe gastric distress. Uh, uh-huh. You farting the whole time? No, not at all. <laughs> Nothing coming out of me, hurt? but my stomach looked like I was eight months pregnant. Bloated. I was so bloated and uncomfortable. Uh. And um, my quads were locked up. And I remember coming, we're coming off the mountain because there's like this, at mile eight, you go straight up this mountain and it's just, it's just blacktop. And then you come around the mountain. So you're on the trails coming back down. And at mile 19 is where you come off the mountain, mm-hmm. and there were like literally 20 porta potties, and some of them were female only, and it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> it was so TMI, but it was, it, and after that, I felt like a million bucks. Like I, and you just I got it all, my felt second lighter. Wind. Yes. Yeah. Um, after the 19 miler, your next, I think it's mile 21. It's called. It's like the sand pit of death, or the. Everybody knows about it. It's a big sand pit. So now uh-huh. you're in like, imagine being on the beach yeah. in the white sand, not the packed sand mm-hmm. that you sink into. Uh-huh. Um, it's like quicksand. And it's, I want to say, I am not doing this any justice, but I want to say it's a mile or two long. Okay. It's the longest mile or two of your life. I bet. Um, and I remember getting to it and thinking... I got this and I looked down there was a soldier in front of me and he actually he was in all of his what they call fatigues Mm -hmm. and I looked down and I got behind him and I I said sir I'm behind you please don't stop and I literally had my eyes on the back of his feet and I followed him all the way through that sand I told my girls I was like I'm not leaving you I'm just got to get out of the sand pit and I waited for them at the other end nice and um once I got through that I knew I was it was good. That's where you just put your head down in that misery and just like, yes. it's going to be over if I continue to push. Yes. That was probably the best advice I actually got. Um, my friend, you know Heather Hofstetter? Yep. She's a the coach there. So she had done Batan with Levi and them years before when I just went as crew. Okay. And um, I asked her, I was like, what advice do you have for me? And she's like, there's going to be times where you're going to look ahead and you have 20 miles left. You have yeah. 60 miles left and it just, you're going to think you have, like you can't go any further. She was like, when you get that feeling, she goes, put your head down, put your eyes on the road and don't look up. Just keep walking. Yep. And I did that. There were so many times that that, that little piece of advice saved me. Heck yeah. I like that. Um, that whole, like put your head down and go mm-hmm. because then you're just like, 
it's got to be done anyways, yes. right? So stop thinking about it. Take off your peripheral and like just. <clears throat> okay, so now you've done the Bataan Death March, which was in White Sands. Mm-hmm. You went through terrain and all that, and then you did the um, the fifty mile star course in San mm-hmm. Antonio, but that was all through the city. Yes. So now explain to me the differences. Which one was harder overall? I know that fifty miles is definitely longer, but was it more difficult? With the um, fact that you're going through the city, walking on pavement rather than sand. Mm. So, oh, that is a hard question. If you ask me right now, Lee, you have to do one of those. Which one would it Gun to the head. Gun to the head. Yep. You're going to do one of these. Um, I probably would do Batan. Okay. Uh, training for Bataan to me was way harder. And I don't know why, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you, to be honest, when I went into the 50 miler, I don't think I truly believed I was going to finish. Wow. You thought you were going to fail and it. About two weeks ahead of time is when I finally sat down and said, okay, you've been training with the rut group. Brandon conned you into signing up for this race again, which he always does. <laughs> he you. Like next thing I look up and I'm like, I signed up for a fifty miler. Like, damn you, Brandon. Um, like let let's put the pen to paper and figure out where like is this possible? And I was like, okay, you did twenty six miles in nine something. So realistically, you could do fifty miles in less than twenty. Mm-hmm. You have a third of the weight on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have the terrain. It's going to be flat. Now that could be a bad thing because walking on pavement for 20 hours is awful on your feet. So we had to be strategic about getting on, um, shoulders and grass where we could because you want to change the way your foot hits the pavement. Um, and then fatigue Mm -hmm. because it's much longer. 20 hours is a long time. Yeah. Um, but when I put pen to paper and I finally saw like, oh, wait a minute, like, I can do this. Yeah. Like, then I was like, that's it. And then I remember we started the race and I, can't, I don't remember where we were in it. I remember one of the guys, Mark Miller, damn you, Mark Miller, turned around and said, I can't believe you're still with us. I thought you'd be gone now because you could tap out. You could, you could text the head guy for the star course uh-huh. and I can't even remember what you had. You had to say certain words, like basically you're Safe quitting. words, yeah. And, um... And so we all knew exactly what we had to say. And he was like, I can't believe you. And I was like, oh, that's it. Uh-huh. I'm not quitting. Just because you said that. Just because you said that. Lit a fire it underneath is, you. It's on. It that's on. cool. I read, a, I read a, like you were saying, you developed a strategy. I read a quote by Warren Buffett that was, an idiot with a plan can defeat any genius without a plan. Mm-hmm. So it's all about developing a strategy, working towards that strategy, following the actions of the strategy and if if you fail just tweak the strategy yes and my brother who told me recently he said he has a friend who's a business guy at san francisco and his only two beliefs in like life and the keys are there's numbers and there's strategy Mm -hmm. and everything that you do is a numbers game and it's just using those numbers that you can figure out to your advantage and then tweaking your strategy to get to the goals that you want. I can see that. <clears throat> so tell me, what is the um, importance? Like, how do you think I should develop? Like, I'm asking you advice, right? Because right. you've done these long um, rucks. What is your advice is 
as far as developing a strategy goes, um, how incrementally should my changes be or incremental um, as far as training goes, up in the training? So when I started doing this with Vitan, I, could, I had no idea what I was doing. I just followed whatever Brandon put out there. Okay. Um, going back, um, if I did it again, I think I overtrained for Batan. Mm-hmm. Um, my game day ruck was the 21 miler we did. Yeah. As a training. That was my, like, I kicked ass that day. I felt amazing. Didn't quite leave enough time to recover to mm. turn around and do 26.2. How much time did you leave that you um, I want to say it was two or three weeks. It wasn't. So that's not even enough time to recover? Like, it wasn't enough time at 21 miles to 26.2. Like, I just. If I could go back, I would have done the, instead of doing the, I think we did an 18 or something, I would have done the 21 at the 18 and had a longer time. Gotcha. Um, Not that you won't be rucking, 10 milers are great, 12 milers are great, but to go that long again, at 21, you know you can finish. Um, But looking back now, what I can say is it's just like with lifting weights or CrossFit progressive overload. If you want to get better, you got to do better. You got to lift heavier. You have to try to go faster. So, um, I say, get out, start walking miles now. You don't even have to run yep. because we didn't do a lot of actual running. Start walking miles now, put a pack on. Okay. Add five pounds, add 10 pounds, add okay. 15 pounds. I wore the same, like I changed clothes until I figured out what felt good and then mm. I never changed my training clothes again. Never washed them either. Never washed them either. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally, I knew exactly what sports bra, I wore the same t-shirt, the same pants because you're going to have hot spots. Yeah. And so once something feels good and you get through those hot spots, then you don't have to worry about that anymore. So don't ever go to game day and be like, I'm wearing this shirt that I bought for, no, you should have worn that shirt the whole time. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I, and I'm probably a bigger stickler on that than anything. Like Uh my wardrobe matters and I want it broken in, um, finding good socks. I can give you a couple of brands to start with, but your feet are different than mine. So, stance? No. No stance? Mm-mm. I use Damn. an Ninji. An what, what is it? Like, uh, is it so built for like... Yeah, it's built for this. And okay. I use the toe socks. So uh-huh. the little toe... And it yep. kept my toes from having friction. Mm, I see. So I didn't get blisters. But okay. I think Yvonne might have used them too. And she got lots of blisters. Even though they were toe socks as well. Yeah. Okay. Um... Finding shoes, and we talk, like we talked about earlier, making sure that you're wrecking, so you have to expect swelling. Yes. So don't feet. go buy, if you wear a nine and a half, don't buy a nine and a half. You probably need a 10. They're going to look funny, but trust me, when you're 20 miles in, your feet mm-hmm. are going to be like Ronald McDonald. Would you recommend lighter hiking boots or running shoes? So I don't use running shoes. Mine are... Um, I use the Ultra Superior and Ultra Lone Peak, so they're hiking shoes. There's a little more okay, cushion yeah. on them. They're pretty solid. Um, but not boots. I never use the boots. I know that I think Alejandro and TK both use the boots. Yeah. I don't know how I would, like, I don't know if girls swell differently, but we swell around our ankles too. And I don't know. Yeah, I had cankles. I don't know if I could handle that. Uh-huh. So instead what I did is I had regular shoes on and then my Ninji socks were compression socks. Okay. And so I got the crew the tall ones 
and I kept that compression here. Gotcha. So and your then, ankles didn't really swell. Yes. And then I also had calf compression sleeves uh, on as well. So you're a full nerd. Like you have to have compression. <laughs> Listen, I can't wait to take a picture of you. You're uh -huh. going to look ridiculous. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. But the equipment matters. Equipment matters. And once you pack your ruck, don't unpack it. Like once mm. you know how you're th 35 pounds, I'm telling you, it's all like I'm all about routine and keeping it the same over and over and over again. Yeah. I want to do a ruck down to Grist Mill and Green. Okay. I think it's like 26 miles or something. But I don't want to rush it. I just want to, like a Saturday morning, uh -huh. start at like 8 a.m. and just be like, hey, I'm going to go to Grist Mill. I'm going to hike there, walk there, have lunch. Yes. And then find a way back. But take my time. Just walk, you know? Yeah. Well, and most of us, so that's the thing is that in training, most of us do, it's called a ruck. Like, so you're not walking. It's like a wide gate. You're kind of shuffling. Yep. That's how we do it. Um, if we get a downhill slope, sometimes we'll run, but you don't run. The guys that want to win it obviously might run a little bit, but uh -huh. you have to be careful. It's more so um, power walking. Yes, yeah? it's power walking. Without stopping long distances of time. Yes, yes. And long when distances you, and time. That's the most frustrating part is when you do have to stop to pee, to refuel, you get a chance to feel your body start hurting mm. and slow down like it a lot of us don't want to stop because it's hard to get going again have you heard of david goggins yes you've heard his story about it's actually the next book i'm gonna read which one invincible or no can't hurt me can't hurt me yes 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 yes, yes. i read it and he talks about um i'm gonna share one with you but okay. he talks about how he did um he wanted to be he wanted to qualify or be accepted into the, um, what is it called? The Death Death Valley. Yes. Is this the one that he got his lung collapsed along the way? Oh, no. That was a different one. Okay. But there's another one called the Death Valley something. Um, I forgot. It goes through the desert, mm -hmm. um, and it's like 100-something miles. Yes. And to qualify for that, you have to run 100 miles in under 24 hours or something. <laughs> and he went from never running a marathon to trying to complete the 100 miles under 24. He got to like 89 or something. And um, his he had to go to the hospital, essentially. Yes, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, but it was the qualifier for the oh, big okay. race. Okay, yeah. Um, and his like leg bones were like messed up. He was bleeding. He said he was laying in his bathtub, like bleeding, and, and he wanted to go to the, or didn't want to his girlfriend told him like you need to go to the hospital and then he was like let me sit here for a little bit i want to feel the pain and suffering of what i just put myself through and tried to complete you know like that's just crazy to go from never doing a marathon to trying yes. to complete 100 in 20, under 24 yeah i mean <laughs> before i had done the tan i want to say i think i had done a half half marathon Mm -hmm. Light, no weight. Yeah. And never would I have thought I could do 50 miles. Like, again, Brandon sold me on that. You know, is it interesting how you never thought you would do something like that, but then you started training for it and you adapted? Yeah. And it goes to show that anything you want to try to do, like, you just learn to adapt. Yeah, well, and like, rim to rim to rim, or uh, what's the Zion? Yeah. Whichever Zion. one I choose, like, in my head right now, that's not touchable like I can't mm -hmm. so I'm I have to 
kind of talk myself into like, well, why couldn't you do that? You've yeah. done 50 miles. You've done terrain. To get philosophical, I don't know if this would be considered philosophical, but something I think about is like humans are seen as like some of the most adaptable beings on earth. As far as like climate goes, we can get thrown into a new uh, way of life, a new culture. And if we just take the time to learn, we can adapt. And I think that goes with anything you want to do in life. Mm-hmm. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be a, a trainer, if you want to do this sport, you know, we do CrossFit. But we all started from, if you want to be a long distance runner, if you want to do be a mathematician, you just throw yourself into something and then learn to adapt. Mm-hmm. Throw yourself into something new and then learn to adapt. Um, like how, how was it the first time you started training for the you thought there was no way you were going to be able to do the 50-miler. Right. So when we first started training, it was me and Yvonne mm-hmm. and Kim Schultz just joined Rut Club because we wanted to get in miles. We liked that we didn't have to run. Uh-huh. And I'm like, seriously, like, we're like, oh, this sounds easy. We don't have to run. We were uh, strong girls, so we knew we could eventually carry the weight. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that we looked forward to every week was that when we started doing... 10 plus miles we got to go eat whatever we wanted afterwards yep and that became like so during off season the whole time we talk about we can't wait till it's ruck season so we can go eat our hamburgers uh-huh. on saturday is ruck season starting up yet mm-hmm. oh that's the beer run that's the first ruck which one is that on facebook could you not see that when is it not this weekend but next weekend okay i need to do all the rocks yeah. with you guys so the first one for come out active it's called the beer run so we meet at the brewery. Uh huh. We get. Um, is that Rough Diamond or what is yes, it called? Yes. Chartered over. I say chartered. So we jump in the back of trucks and they take us to our starting point. It's five miles. You're going to run back to the brewery and then drink beer. Ah, nice, beer. nice. Yeah. So it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's five miles. Okay. I'm going to do that one with yes. y'all. So are you going to wreck it? Yeah, sure. I have a backpack. You do? Okay. Yeah. It's like a 60 liter, it's a big backpack. Okay. But it's like where the weight is on your hips. Like I've yes. used that to go backpacking. Oh, yes. You have to have the hip thing. Yeah. So that was... Game changer. Game changer. The first time I did the have a supai. So I did have a supai. Which, have you heard of it? No. You've never seen pictures? Like we hike down to the bottom. Or not the bottom, but like towards the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Mm-mm. And then you do... You have Instagram? Yeah. I don't want to mess yeah. this recording up. Go to my Instagram. I'll show you. Um, if anybody hasn't seen the have a supai... Um, you can just look it up on Instagram, look up tags, have a supai canyon. I think it's called have a supai canyon. Have a supai? Yeah. And it's basically a um, backpacking destination at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. The hike in is, you can scroll. <gasps> the hike in is oh, like wow. 16 miles. You have to get um, permits. Have a supai, yeah. Yeah, and you hike down there, you camp for a few days, and you hike through that canyon. So down there to that spot is 16 miles and then we did another i want to say four miles each day at the bottom of the canyon and then back up so total just some people we met that's who is that that's you oh that's me yeah, yeah. oh yeah without a beard with no beard <laughs> yeah that was before i grew it out um but yeah that one so total we did like 40 miles but i had my backpack for that have you ever been backpacking nope never Mm-mm. are you looking towards any trips like have you looked at, oh wait, Levi's doing the Primal Man project? Mm-hmm. Did you look at the Crucibles? Yes. Are you going to join him on any of them? So we do, so that's the big thing for him. Okay. So when he looked at this project, it's important, like, this can, is great for 
the primal man. Like, it's going to push your limits, but yeah. it's real important to him, like family. Of course. And, like, he wants to do things that we can do together. Yeah. And um, he wants his kids to to be part of it, too. So there are some things that aren't on there. Like, we're going to do 50 miles in 50 state parks. Nice. So, um, and it sounds lame because it sounds like it's only a mile per park, but it gets us out with the boys. Absolutely. And they have big... Um, uh, maps on their walls and they have the, all the parks that they've been to. Nice. So now this is going to push him to actually follow through with that. Um, so he's got little things like that that we want to do. Have you been much of a traveler ever? No. Never. So and like, tell you know me what, what it, This is what's sad. We do Bataan, we do Mountain Man, we do all these things, but we never stay in... Mm. We go in for race day and then we come out. And so yeah. that was one of the things me and Kim and Yvonne said this year we were going to change. That if we decided to do rim to rim to rim, or if we decided to do Zion, we were going to tack on a couple of days so that we could actually visit and see some things. Uh -huh. I mean, it's sad that I've been to White Sands three times and I've never seen the White Sands. Mm. The, the race doesn't go through it? No. Ah, okay. Um, what about, like, national parks? Have you been to any? Yosemite. Nice. Did you go for a race there, or you went in? No, and we just went to visit. Enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Nice. Where else? You've been to Big Bend. No. Big Bend is super nice. Big Bend is on the west coast of California, or west. No. Big Bend is in Texas. Yeah, west, west, not of California, okay. west side of Texas. Yes. So, the do you know Bobby corner. Falkenberg? No. Who is so that? he goes there quite often. Okay. And um, he Bobby was there. Bobby Falkenberg. Mm -hmm. He used to be a member at Comal Active or Comal CrossFit, but when we split. He's really good friends with our previous owner, so he goes to Iron Antler. Uh -huh. He's an attorney in town. Real nice guy. He has a podcast, um, Outdoor Scoped or something like that. So they were there this weekend, and he had take, nice. he said, like, out of the seven or nine times he's ever been there, they saw bears, and they have video oh, of whoa. the baby bears. Black bears. Yes. I was like, that's why. You I ever was... seen a bear in the wild? No, we went searching for him at Yosemite. We were searching? Like... <laughs> God damn. <laughs> We were, we wanted to find them so bad. We bears? would get out of our cars and we'd be like, no bears, no bears. Bears are scary. Like, have you ever seen a big one? I was up in, in Bishop Mammoth with my best friend fishing, and we saw one staring into a dumpster. It was probably like six feet, probably like six, six and a half feet tall. Huge, probably like 400 pounds. Gigantic bear. A little black bear. They were the cutest thing. So you said you've never been over there. Mm -hmm. We need to plan more backpacking trips as a group with the whole gym. Yeah, because I've not. Can't be too crazy. We do some local ones. Oh, nice. Cute? Yeah, that's crazy to have them out in like a desert, almost like a desert. Uh -huh. um, okay, in almost 30, year, 30 years of coming to Big Ben, I've only ever seen their tracks or scat. That's what it is, not black right bears. Okay, so before this goes too long, because I got a coach at 4.30, real quick, give me some knowledge, drop some knowledge on me about um, like the difference in diets, nutrition, um, like paleo versus keto versus low carb versus okay. whatever, whatever else there is. Right. Blow my mind. Okay, so I always have to tell people, all of those are just avenues for okay. nutrition. Yeah. The end of the day, if your goal is to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. Okay. If your goal is to 
maintain, then you have to find out what your maintenance calories are. And that has to equal out with your, um, your workouts too, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to gain lean mass, you have to be in maintenance or surplus. You can gain some lean mass eating that maintenance, but your training has to be on point. Okay. Um, or you need to eat more, right? So that's just math. Like you were talking about, that's numbers. Yep. Now, how you choose to get there is what works best for Julian. Okay. Okay. So macros, macros works really good for people that want body recomposition. They want food freedom. Um, they want to be able to eat rice, bread, anything. And I'm not talking about if it fits your macros. I'm talking about true just they want a good solid balance between protein, carbs, and fats. Okay. So what is, what is macros? For the, for the person who's never heard of this. So macros are your protein, your carbs, and your fat. Like okay. it's the total of what you're eating. Your micronutrients are actually the vitamins and minerals you get from the food. Okay. Makes sense? So macros will be like, that's your total, that's your amount of food. Now, how do you approach that? Paleo, you can go, you could switch to paleo today and not lose a pound. Paleo is not going to make you lose weight. You still have to be in a calorie deficit. Yes. Paleo is quality of food. Okay. So I tell everybody, hit your macros and be paleo. Gotcha. That's great quality food. So hit my numbers and eat good quality food. Eat good food quality food. While doing like it. that's an awesome way of living. Doing 80 20 or 90 10. If you're trying to lose weight, I tell people it's easier to lose weight being 90, 95% compliant. Yeah. When you're in maintenance, 80, 85% compliant. Gotcha. Okay. Um, keto, you're eliminating an entire food group. Which is? Carbs. Okay. Again, another way to get you to the calorie deficit. Gotcha. Okay. Um, intermittent fasting, you're shortening the window that you eat. Okay. Another way to get you in a calorie deficit. Okay. Carb cycling. Another way to get you in a calorie deficit, okay. right? Uh, what I love about carb cycling, macros, even paleo, is that it allows you a broad range of food and it doesn't eliminate any one food group. So yeah. to me, it's, it's more sustainable long-term. I do believe that there are people that do function better or see better results with keto or even more of a cyclical keto where they do no or low carbs for a couple of days and then they throw in a carb day. Okay. Um, I think they can do that for a longer period of time. And that'll still put you in ketosis? So typically if you're going to do a cyclical keto diet, you want to do 30 days pretty strict keto. Oh, to get yourself there. To get yourself there uh, and then go into the cycle. Okay. But again, being in ketosis doesn't make you lose weight. Mm. Okay? okay. It might get you to that. A lot of people use keto because it makes their... they they're sharper in their thinking or they feel better. And I think that has more to do with the ketosis than it actually makes you lose weight. You, gotcha. Just because you're in ketosis doesn't mean you're losing pounds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so losing weight, calorie deficit. Yep. All those other things we talked about, strategies to get there. Gotcha. So doesn't matter which one I do as long I as I stick to one of the strategies. Yes. yes. Don't jump around. Pick one, stick to it, adjust it, uh -huh. figure out what works best for you. If, if we put you in a macro balanced diet, but you find yourself going to more of a, it fits your macros, if it fits your macro style and you're like, I don't like this because I can't, 
I can have carbs and now I'm eating white powder donuts and this and mm. that. You're not treating it quality. Then sometimes we have to move away from that type of eating okay. because it's trigger foods for you. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, and absolutely. so we have to go a 30 day strict paleo or strict, you know, meat and vegetable diet to get you to not use those crutches. Gotcha. Um, what, what I was going to say was, um, When it oh okay when it comes to like the importance of like so right now I feel like obviously you know Thanksgiving just passed and I was kind of lenient on what I was eating mm-hmm. um, but before that I was eating somewhat clean mm-hmm. not overeating so I think I was staying at maintenance what is the importance of my diet like humble me what is the importance of my diet when it comes to like diet and training I can trade as hard as I want but if my diet's not on point I'm not gonna get where I want never to be out train a bad diet. Never out train a bad diet. Yeah. And that's quality and quantity. They go okay. hand in hand. Yeah. So if you're eating the best foods, but you're constantly under eating, now you throw yourself into a situation to where you could make possibly be overtraining mm-hmm. based on the amount of food. You can't recover. Okay. You get fatigued. Now you may keep going to work out, but your workouts aren't worth a shit. Mm, right? So yes. why not feed yourself for that training so that you feel great when you're working out and you actually progress? Yep. Um, could lead to burnout. It could lead to a lot of things medically as well, that usually is long-term chronic um, calorie deficits. Ah, interesting. But um, I think quantity and quality go hand in hand. Now, you can eat the right quantity, but if it's gummy bears and macaroni and cheese, Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to feel great. Makes sense. And so you get in there and you have the energy to do the workout, but you feel heavy, full, bloated. Mm -hmm. So that... If you combine the two and you're like, it's the right quantity with the right quality, and you've got to figure that out. I feel really good on about a 90-10 diet. 90% strict. 90% quality. Quality, 10% okay. 10% what I want. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I still function pretty well on 80-20, but 90-10 is where mm. I feel really, really good. Yeah. I like that whole, like, you're your own science experiment. Absolutely. And that, that's what, what works for me may not work for you. So yep. let's tweak it. Yep. What we put onto our bodies is what yeah. we're going to get out. And I, and I tell people all the time, the best diet is what you will do and sustain. Yes. Whatever that is. Have you heard of that documentary, Game Changers? Yes. Have you watched it? So part of it, and I just... It is so full of bias. Yeah, okay, okay. That's like, what I've heard. So tell me, tell me. Tell me what you've seen. Because I'm, I'm sure that people who are going to have listened to this, mm-hmm. well, there will be some people who have watched that documentary. And like I had a friend mm-hmm. tell me that he was going to go vegan after watching that documentary. So I would always say, like, take it with a grain of salt. Look at who funded it. Okay. Okay. Who funded it, it as far as you know? Well, I, it was funded by a bunch of vegetarians. That's what or, I heard. Yes. Uh-huh. So like... You have to know that that's going to be biased. Somewhat right? pushing their agenda. Yes. And my thing is this. We all need to eat more vegetables. Yeah. Eat a plant-based diet and have some meat too. Like gotcha. I think it's important to be everything. I don't believe, I don't think the carnivore diet is a great diet. Yep. Only meat. Yeah. We need to eat the roughage. We need the fiber. I think it's important for us. So again, I think it, it's always, it's always so far extreme mm-hmm. why can't we just be in the middle yep it's either you're doing this one or you're doing the other one yes. you can't have both why can't you have why both? not right right why not and it's not like i go and eat 
crappy me. I pretty, I'm pretty, that is one of the things that I have grown in the last probably 10 years is that I have changed the, t like I eat quality grass-fed beef. Um, now I still eat crappy meat every once in a while. And of course I'm sure that chicken we ate today was <laughs> the worst of the worst. Uh -huh. Um, but if I'm buying it for my house, I'm buying it from a Lowry Farms. Yeah. Okay? I know where it comes from. I know it's sourced well. Um, same with my vegetables. I'm not as strict like an avocado. I don't have to have organic because it's got a peel on it. Same with a banana. But if I'm going to eat the, like a, the peel uh -huh. of an apple of an apple i want that to be an organic oh interesting. you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'm, I'm in, in my berries i buy organic if, if they're available to me um but i think everyone should eat more vegetables i don't think it's the only way okay absolutely i think it's unfair and i think that some of the things that they put out there were very very biased I need so. to watch it, mm -hmm. or at least get a start on it. Um, so that's the book. I, I need to end this just because we got to do you some nutrition stuff. Mm -hmm. I got to coach too, but you got to give me some numbers yes. if we can have some time. Um, but so the big things definitely for the rucking, you've done it, you've seen it. I need to get a strategy put into place. Mm -hmm. I need to work towards my strategy and follow the steps towards getting to my strategy. That's important. Diet's going to be extremely mm -hmm. important, um, and I think that goes hand in hand. That's going to be part of the strategy. Yeah. Don't, one last thing, don't forget the mental aspect of such a race. Okay. Um, so when Brandon puts out some of those challenges, like he might have you go to that Cleck Park, which is literally a mile loop, and you're going to do 18 miles that day. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest mental F you. Because it's the same thing over and over It's the same thing and over. over and over again, but it will mentally prepare you because when you're out on an, a trail like that, it all starts looking the same. Yes. And Big so time. in any podcast or books that you can read that just talk, that teach you mental focus mm -hmm. um, to check out, whatever that is. You know, I never listen to a pod. I never listen to anything on either one of those trails. Just your own breathing. You're, well, I was surrounded oh. by, yeah, we talk uh, and we... Okay, yeah, okay, you're other just, people. But yes, it's so... Um, I'm assuming you'll have someone with you, maybe. Maybe, but maybe. if not. And if not, you've got to figure that out because one of the things I always had was Yvonne. Gotcha. And so when Yvonne was down, the good Lord made sure I was up. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? And uh -huh. when I was down, she was up. So we always were there to pull each other. We were very lucky that we were never down at the same time. And we were always chasing each other. So when she right was, on. Levi always says, when you feel good, go. So you don't wait on me, you go. Because guess what happens? Eventually you slow down and I feel good and then yeah. I go and now we're changing places. Gotcha. So the mental side is just as important. Nice. Okay, that's good to know. Now I have good advice and tips. Yes. Um, I'm going to be definitely updating everybody. We'll do another podcast um, in between now and definitely that. Yes. Um, when the training comes around, I'll let you know how I'm doing on my numbers. We're going to call you out. Progress. We're going to hold him accountable, y'all. Hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. All right, so that'll be it for today. Uh, remember, like Lee said, the nutrition, the mental aspect, strategy, all of it is important. So until next time, thanks, Lee. Thank you.